five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. My name is Will Charles Egan, and as always, I'm joined by Chris Meekins. Hey. I think that was the first time you have ever successfully counted from five to one with your fingers correctly. It's taken 18, this will be 18. This will be 18 episodes in. Yes, yes. One day, one day I might we'll, digress, we'll but you know, who knows? Things happen. Who knows? So, before we start, if you enjoy what we've been doing here, we just ask real We'd quick. We would be very thankful if you hit that like button below, hit the subscribe button, and if you know somebody that you think would benefit from our conversation here, be sure to share it for us. Because we want to talk about something specific that we think a lot of people would benefit from. Over the next couple of weeks here, about 10 weeks, we're going to go back to the baller for Jesus. Do you remember that? I remember that. He brought it up and he actually, he made this baller for Jesus, which as I'm reading it, I keep going, wow. This is out of my head. Head. Nice. In Uganda. In Uganda. Oh, which, you thought of this is, in Uganda? Yeah, which is, oh, I don't cool. know if I got this one. I, I think I got this one in Peru. Okay. But if if you don't know, we're in Sarasota, Florida, and yeah. it's, it's like a winter day. Yeah. It's it's very cold today. It's like 56 degrees. <laughs> it's very, I don't, I don't look like I'm cold. Well, he's been working out all day. I have been. Look at yeah, his arms. Right? He's huge. Mm. He's huge. Yeah, I'm going to keep it humble. But yeah, today's been We great. shut the air conditioning off and had the doors open yeah. all day, and I'm walking around <laughs> in this like, but, yeah, this ice actually isn't from the fridge. The yes, glass yes, started to freeze, yes, and yes. it rose to the top. It was crazy. I did go, for you people that are up north, I did go for my walk this morning with this on and a pair of shorts, and it was just fine. So oh, well, good. it's not that cold. You still got it in you. I still got it. Well, That's good. You're moving forward. Somewhat. <laughs> but yeah, so I wrote this. Um, I, was, I was in a moment, and I was praying. I was asking mm-hmm. God about, uh, what do you want from me? And yeah. he gave me these kind of directions. This is how you should live your life. And so we were Thanks. talking about yeah. how can we share this with young people? Yeah. Older people. It doesn't matter. Sure. People. How do you. But the the hardest part that uh, has been going on, people have a problem with the whole baller for Jesus mm-hmm. name. Yeah. They're like, oh, my gosh. Baller. So why do young people aren't offended by that? And uh-huh. old people are. Well. Well, let me tell baller. you. Baller. That is a word that hooligans use. Yeah, well, baller was like, you know how there people used to think that rap was like the devil? Yeah. And people yeah. always thought that... DC Talk was of yeah. the devil. Oh, yeah. That people uh, thought Christian that... Christian rap. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that there became this subsect of... It's a very few in the early days of Christian rap. And then it really took off. Now it's a whole... I was... I don't know if you've seen this, but the other day I was watching a Pizza Hut ad and I heard Andy Minio's... Uh, what is it? Coming in hot. It's a Christian rap song on a Pizza Hut ad. <laughs> Andy who? Andy. Oh, come on. <laughs> See, this guy doesn't never, even know. Never heard of him. Well, if you know who Andy Minio is, you'd know he's one of like the number one Christian rap artists out there. And, and his, he's on a Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah, his song's in a Pizza Hut commercial. Him and Lecrae have this song called Coming in Hot, and it's like number one. I mean, it's even in like the secular world. It's passed around, and it's getting out there. And it's kind of how we wanted to approach this is like, Using the term baller because old people it turned off, but it was baller, whatever. We need to do discipleship. You yes, <laughs> this will this be. This is a Timothy. You're my Timothy. Yes. Right? Yeah, you're Paul. Uh, Paul I'm Timothy. Is, yeah. This is the discipleship fellowship of Christ. Yes. Fellowship of the yes. ring. And get it straight. Yes. You have to be perfect. And wear a suit. Right. And yes. a tie. Yep. And you have to cut your hair. And, and and we're saying that that's not 
what it's like to be a yeah. to be a follower of God, right. to be a follower of Christ. To, I think the term baller for Jesus really embodies how I think we're called to live. It's like, it's okay to be yourself and follow Christ. Christ doesn't ask you to completely wipe the slate clean and completely become a priest right? With the, where you not shave your head and become a monk. You can bring what you have to the faith and make a really colorful mosaic of different people in the faith that I think makes what we have the coolest faith that there is, right. is we have our own individuality right. and things that we bring to the table. I mean, Chris and I are very similar, but we have lots of guests on that are very different from us. We Absolutely. learn a lot from them. Absolutely. And that's what's the whole idea of that analogy that Paul used of the body of Christ is the eye can't be the foot because every part of the body brings its own unique part and the whole body can't function without one part. And people bring different gifts. I mean, my wife, yeah. she'll, she'll study for hours and mm. hours to put together, you know, one page of a study. And I'm right. like, huh? huh? Give me, give me like three minutes. I'll, I'm prepared. You know? But, yeah. yeah. But exactly. she's like, I want to know the information. I want to know it wow. all. Yeah. And that's, we, we talked about a guy we want to have on the, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's very, very intentional. Yes. With his faith. Mm-hmm. That's a good and, way to put it. And he doesn't want to, um, you know, go rogue. Right. Which, which that's all we do. That's what this is, is going rogue. The two Christians that have gone rogue. Yeah. So what's the, what for an older person, what, what would be a good definition of being a baller for a young person if they're like, I'm a baller? Right? Uh-huh. I think what makes the term baller for Jesus so unique is the fact that it is so, you know, it's foundation shaking in that it takes the cultural norms of what we know about Christianity or what secular people know about Christianity and kind of turns it on its head. Because when you think of Christianity, a lot of secular people will imagine like Catholic mass, people in robes, people that never swear, all of these rules. But when it comes to being a baller for Jesus, I think it means, you know, living in freedom, being transformed into discipline and sharing that with other people. I think ultimately it comes down to the sharing that with other people because that's the whole purpose of gospel the word gospel means good news because like just like today you went and you went met with a guy and you worked out in the gym Mm -hmm. and you talked about everything under the stars yes and you you did life with him yes that's exactly right and he's uh he's a very spiritual guy Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah it's it's not that we have to hey let's all go to like people people will assume that when christians hang out it's like a bunch of nerds that get together and will you know put on suits and will open the bible and right. read the bible for three it's like me and my friends we're all going to go on an extended weekend vacation it's like hey let's all go to the botanical gardens and read the bible and then go get ice cream and have fun it's like yeah we can still do life right. and be christians right. i think the whole point of being a baller for jesus and your faith is interweaving god into your everyday life it doesn't have to be this separate thing that's like well, now it's time to put on my Jesus hat. Right. It's in every aspect of your life, and it's a part of all that you do. I mean, even God is even in the working out because my buddy and I, when we went to work out, he was in our conversation. Even when we were just talking about how to hit chest properly, I believe that God was in that just because of the community right. that we shared. And so uh, being a baller is doing what you do well. Mm-hmm. It's you being... The person that God created you to do, and you're mm-hmm. unique. Yes, you know, unique. I, I I do things that are 
usually different than most 67 <laughs> different is a good way to put it yes <laughs> and but i i'm doing what i do yeah. and I, I i've always been that way that's who you people are people have a hard time with it but then i get to hang out with younger people yeah i get to hang around with these mi- middle-aged people i get to hang around with other people because they know that they're going to get chris meekins mm-hmm. who chris meekins is and that's yes. what we want you we want you to be who God created you to be your Absolutely. own you thing. And that's when a, a baller is like, man, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I do. Mm. Hey, and on. I'm going to do it for Jesus. Yes. I'm going to do it because God made me this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the whole idea is that these 10 steps and there's mm-hmm. more than that, but it's yeah. not even 10 steps. These will lead you to a place where you will become a godly person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's not just a set of rules. It's guidelines of this is what I have done. You being the person that came up with this. It's like, this is what I've done and this is me sharing it. And it isn't like step one, sit down and preheat your oven to 350 right. degrees. <laughs> it's like there's there's more than just that. It's it's a whole it's a whole lifestyle. And it doesn't mean that I have to you know, completely empty my room out. And now I have to redecorate. This is no posters. Yeah. No posters. No, no rock posters. Do they still do posters? I have rock posters in my room. Okay, I used to have. Yeah. And you're allowed to listen to Van Halen. And be yes. A Christian? I have an Eddie Van Halen poster in my room. Oh my I don't entirely subscribe to that lifestyle, right. but I can respect the fact that he made some of the greatest music ever. Right. And I think right. that's exactly what this is. Right. I was listening yesterday. I normally listen to Christian music when I'm right. working out. Uh-huh. I know that's totally against everything. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. No. But I was walking home and I had this urge to listen to Humble Pie. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I haven't listened for a while. And I'm like, hmm. this is good stuff. Yeah. Now, I can't live on a diet of that. It's just, right. it's, yeah. just, it's just, yes. Okay. I, I listened this morning when I was walking to Chris mm-hmm. Tomlin. But mm, there um, you go. But. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Because that's part of who I am. I'm, yes. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm from the 70s, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did. There's a band coming to town that me and my friends are all going to go see in, in St. Pete. And it's like, yeah, I love going to worship concerts. I love worship music. That's my favorite part of service is worship. I just, I like, I'm a music guy. I like music a lot. I listen to the car when I'm doing laundry. And a lot of that is worship music. But a lot of it is like, we're going to see a hard rock concert. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. I'm not going to partake in any of the worldly stuff, but I can appreciate that the guys up on stage make really good music. Yeah. And so for somebody that feels like they're apprehensive to join the the Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. That sounds boring. I don't get get to do this anymore. I don't get to do this. There's a couple of people at my job that I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like to say that I'm, I'm trying to convert them or I'm trying to push them to the faith. I'm just, I'm just talking with them about my faith. Having a conversation. Yes, just having normal conversations that comes up every once in a while. And what's really interesting is there are certain people that you can tell are ripe for the harvest pickings because they ask you questions. Yeah. And they said they're, you can tell they're curious. The way that you, sub, that you describe things, they kind of look at you like, okay, what is that? Like, why do you, well, why can't you, don't you want to? And I'm just like, this is who I am. And this is what it's done for me. And that's literally what spreading the good news right, is. Right. Why do you do what you do? So, yes. Um, but before anything, it's being, mm-hmm. a, it's being a baller. You've got to do, you've got to surrender your life to, yeah. to Christ. You've got to take the I first mean, step. What is, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So the first thing we put on here was total surrender. Total surrender, in parentheses, to Christ. 
to Christ. That's very important. I'm glad that you specified because what am I surrendering to? To Christ. Thank yes. you for making that. And obvious. that Christianese. It, yeah, know. right. It is Christianese. Some some people might get turned off by some of these words, but there's there's more there's more life to these words than you think. And edits may be coming in the future now that I have my <laughs> my writer here, professional editor. Yeah. yeah. So so um, for you, what do, the first thing you have to do is mm-hmm. is the um, accept Christ as your personal savior. Yes, right? that is a good first step. Because really, there's nothing going to happen without that. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much laying the foundation is is turning your life to Christ and, you know, laying that surrender down. There's a really good verse that you wrote down here, uh, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. It's really simple. It just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. This is, I think it's it's really good that you chose this verse because it really highlights the whole idea of salvation. It is, you know, I mean, if you want the long and short of it, the whole, you know, there's the four point, I don't know if you, you did like evangelism 101, which is like describing how to tell the gospel. Usually to the shortcut. I usually yeah. Take the the, the shortcut, shortcut people, it's, it's quicker. It's easier. So it's like God created the heavens and the earth and he made the garden of Eden, but we were separated from God with a thing called sin. We chose to live for ourselves but God loved his creation so much that he sent his one and only son, John three sixteen. that he came to die for us. He took our place and he's coming back. We will join God in heaven. And all you got to do is accept him as your personal savior. And that's the, you know, the simple gospel, but it's like, okay, <laughs> but what does that mean? Cause it's like, that's neat. And I've heard it a million times from the guy screaming on the corner with the sign that says honk for Jesus. But it's like, what does that really mean? And I think this verse does a great job of highlighting it. It is in the first part of the verse, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay. So I'm going to surrender my heart to God. I'm going to give him my self. Okay. Okay. What does that mean? It means that you lean not on your own understanding. So you're saying, I don't know what, how this is going to play out. Yes. One of the most stress relieving things that I found about the faith is and it took me it took me a couple of years and I wish it had taken me quicker, but I'm glad I know now is it's like, oh, there's some things that I genuinely don't have to worry about because I know that they're not in my control. And there is somebody that is so much better at handling these things. His name's God. And I'm going to let him take it because when it comes to my finances, when it comes to how I'm going to, you know, even simple things, how am I going to make rent or how is my career path going to plan out? I could get so far by myself leaning on my own understanding because it's like this is not logical yes this doesn't this doesn't make sense to everything that i've known my whole life but when you get to the point of total surrender you realize that hey there are things that i can give to god because he's a supernatural god and he knows everything and he knows what's best for you you surrender that i mean it can even be a literal thing where you get down on your knees and you you pray the prayer. You say, Jesus, I want you to be my personal savior. And I want you to take control of my life. Because he can do a lot more than you could probably ever do by your own strength. Well, does he... So do you have to quit smoking before you do that? Or do you have to quit drinking before uh-huh. you do that? You have to quit before you do that? Well, Jesus... One of the things that Jesus got criticized on a lot was that he hung out with sinners. So these people didn't you know, toss their cigarettes out before they came to Jesus or 
stop swearing before they came to Jesus. Jesus just kind of sat down with them. That works right. out well for me, but go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Makes life way easier. But it, it really takes the stress off because it's not like, oh, there's nothing that I have to do. There's nothing that I can do to make myself perfect. Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at. Okay. In all of the mess that you've made, Jesus isn't afraid of it. God is not afraid of your biggest mess. That's no. what's really cool about the faith is he's just like, let's just talk. Let's, what do you, what do you, what's up? So, so many of you know, you know, personally what happened to me, but mm -hmm. I was trying to get sober in my own strength. And right. we talked about this last week, you yeah. know, is, is I have tried to muscle mm -hmm. my way through it's life white knuckling and, it. and hang on and like, we'll get this. Mm -hmm. And it seems like every time I surrender, mm -hmm or let something go what do they say the first uh the first step to uh healing is admitting that you're broken or yeah what's some, how's something that say like that. something, goes something along the lines of broken <laughs> admit heal admit, admit. but but uh is is admitting that you got a problem mm -hmm. that's the first step sure and so i ca i came from an aa meeting and they said you need to either get god or get out and the only right. god i knew about was this third grade that i heard this yeah. jesus that i heard about in third grade mm -hmm. and so i went back and i got on my knees I was still drinking. I was still smoking. Yeah. I was still whoring around. I was doing everything I was sure. doing. But I was, I wanted, I wanted to get free from these, this addiction. Mm -hmm. And I got on my knees and I said, God, I just can't do it anymore. And will you take this away from me? Mm. And that, and at the time I'm not like, is my heart genuine? <laughs> yeah. Was there a movement there? There was no lightning from the sky. Yes, there the was clouds no, parted, the angels sung. I just gave that part. I'm like, okay, here it is. Mm -hmm. And I know that you just, got to stop if you want to stop drinking <laughs> yeah you just can't drink anymore if you're, drink. if you're gonna <laughs> give it up yeah and that's the only thing i knew mm -hmm. was i wasn't gonna i wanted help to get set free from drinking yeah and i said i i, I surrender to you i i want you to just take this away from me mm -hmm. i've been sober for 44 years heck yeah i believe that that was the day that i gave it over mm -hmm. did, did the next day i had to quit smoking no the next day i went huh Okay, I think that I could not do this. And so right. so the surrender part is there's not like lightning, there's not like a, yeah. a prerequisite that, right. you, that has to be not you don't have to do this, you don't mm -hmm. have to the only thing you need to do is say, Okay, God, I can't do this anymore. Yes. Yes. But you can. Yeah. I heard that. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. Mm -hmm. I know this guy has been sober for five years, ten years, twenty five years. Yep. And so I know a guy that's did it. And yeah. all he did was turn it over. And so, so what we're saying is, is that if you're a young person mm -hmm. and you're just trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. What do we do? It's, it's really as simple as, and a lot of times it helps to have people around you. So if you know somebody that is a Christian, ask them questions. Most, most of the time, if you ask somebody that you know that is a devout Christian or that is like very committed to their faith and you ask them like, hey, how do I be like you or just like, what is this whole Christian thing? A lot of the times they'll be willing to answer some of the questions. Maybe they'll point you to a church service or something like that and just be open because you got to realize that this person isn't Jesus. They are a human being and we're just, we're just as messed up as anybody else. Right. We're just 
now saved, whatever that yeah, means, whatever just, that means. Right. I'm just the messenger. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's just the way it is. So there's, there's a lot of, so you don't have, you don't have a personal touch that when you touch them, they're going to be anointed. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Some people do. But for me, all I know is that I'm still on my walk with God just as much as the next guy, you know, you're still on your walk with God. Yeah. I don't think there ever is an I've made it moment with the faith no. until you die and until we're before Jesus. It's really a, it's a perpetual journey. And so with any Christian, they're going to have their own problems. They're going to have their own things. And that's just a part of living life is, you know, that's why we have Jesus is because we're not perfect, but he is. So we have him to continually sanctify us through our life, which is essentially the, the term sanctify. It's a big Christianese word Ooh. right there. Yeah, I know, vocabulary. But it's it's the process of being made more like Jesus right. every single day. Right. And and for a lot of people, they're not all the way there. What about these people that um, say, I, I really don't like Christians. My life is a total disaster, <laughs> but I really don't want to be one to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say, fair enough. There's a lot of people that have what's called church hurt. That's a very real thing, especially here in the United States, is they have most people that say, I don't want to be like you Christians, have experienced something negative from either a Christian or from the church, whether it be some sort of abuse from family or if it's just like Catholic mass is ridiculously boring, whatever it may be, they they have this like twisted idea of what God is or what Jesus is because they had a bad experience with another Christian. And I just want to apologize for that. Right. Because that's not right. who Jesus There's is. There's some real idiots out there. There's some real idiots out there. <laughs> myself included. I I, I I had a moment once or twice. I've had a I've had a handful of moments of being an idiot. But I think I was an idiot to my wife right before you got there. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I was Well, uh, hey, at least you can admit it. I was challenging her. Because <laughs> she didn't make my day right. Oh my she didn't kiss my you, you're saying that your day wasn't absolutely perfect. It wasn't perfect. That's crazy because I don't think there ever. And we've been married 44 day. years, and I'm like, yeah. Do you not know how much I need someone to <laughs> be nice to me? Yeah. Right. Now? right. <laughs> That's a part of life. Do you know how much stress it is being retired and oh not having gosh. anything to do all day? Oh. It's a very difficult thing. Dude, can you? I can only imagine how hard that is for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. And so, and so the the. The, your life just it, your life changes mm-hmm. it changes but it you still have to do the work you, yeah you still have to uh not be a jerk right and oh, I, what, what's with that yeah well and to go back to the verse and to the next person that kind of goes in perfectly with what you're saying in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight so it's like yes from from the day one of your salvation you weren't perfect right that's not what being a christian is in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. You hear that and you think, oh, well, I'm just going to become an angel on day one. It's like, well, there is still there is still things that you have to do. At, you know, the first step is the surrender. Right. There's still nine more steps here on this list. Right. right. So this is just the first step. This is just getting your foot in the door. This is just, hey, I want to change my life. Right. I know that there is a better way. That there's Even if it's something as I know that there's something after this life, there's something... There are things that I can't explain. Right. There are supernatural forces. I know people that have had miraculous things. I've watched, this is a crazy side story, but I have, I can't not believe in God or in miracles anymore because there was this one church camp that I went to where we all prayed over a girl that was wheelchair oh, bound yeah. 
for six months, was having repeated seizures, was just like ready to give up completely. And she was having the worst time, to put it lightly. And we all gathered around her. Again, could not walk. Total, completely held by these seizures. We prayed over her. And she literally stood up from her wheelchair and ran across the room. And she has not had a single seizure since. She's not been bound by that ever again. And See, that's crazy. That is that is a literal... But you were there. You I, saw I witnessed a miracle with my own eyes. Let me... Let me okay. Total sidebar. Yeah, that's where we're going. So, <laughs> so, like, we look back and like, yeah, well, maybe that cripple that Jesus healed was mm-hmm. like really wasn't crippled or right. whatever. Because right. it, you don't... You have doubt. Mm-hmm. Doubt. Yeah. It's just, That's a real it's just what it is. Yes. But there's... When you go back and the, the disciples... Yeah. They like died. Yes. And you would say, no, I, this is what I saw. Yes. You're the same way. Almost. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, I don't know if you die about it, but probably maybe. you well, said, I saw, here's what I know. Uh-huh. Changed. Yes. Walking. Yes. I think that miracles are real. And what the phrase, like, I'm going to die on this hill. It's like, well, that's, that's what the apostles literally did. Yes, they did. They died on the hill. They got based crucified. On, based on this stuff. Yes. Based off of the miracles. So I, I really think that, as, and I think it's more than just the signs and wonders. You know, Jesus said, you perverse nation, all you desire is just to see a sign for me. And then he says, I will shake the dust off of the bottom of your sandals if they reject me. Because some people are just like, come on, show me the evidence. Come on. Come on. And. While those miracles do absolutely have a time and a place, I mean, my life was forever changed after I saw that. It's like you can't just go by hard evidence and explaining things. There's a part called faith, and it's it's not having blind faith, but it's saying, hey, you have to take a personal step for yourself, and you've got to believe these things for yourself. I, I heard a guy that I love that uh, was a, an apologeticist or somebody that just explained the faith say nobody was ever argued into the faith. There's more than just a logic into the faith. You can't like, here's the equation for Jesus Christ. This is this and this, and it makes sense to this. There's a lot of heart aspect. I mean, Jesus came to change people's lives, and he came to change our hearts and turn our hearts towards him. And it's more than just, well, this makes sense to my logical brain. It's like, this makes sense to my heart and my mind. It's a combination of both the logic and the heart, because for the longest time when I was a teenager, I had a hard time connecting the logic of my faith to the heart of my faith. Because I was having struggles with understanding what hearing the voice of God is right, for right. years, for like almost a what decade. Does that mean? What yeah. does that mean, right? Because yeah. you hear a lot of people saying, well, I heard God speak to me. Like there, I remember a couple of years ago, there was this, when, uh, when Mike Pence was the vice president, he had said something sim- simple that was, you know, I, I pray and... Jesus speaks to me. And then everybody got up in arms like, what is this guy? Schizophrenic? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Jesus yeah. speaks to him when he hears the voice of God. Maybe he's delusional. Yeah. yeah. People were like, maybe he's delusional. It's like, I can understand why a lot of secular people think it's, oh, this guy is just another yeah. wacko that thinks that they hear the voice of God. And it's like, hearing the voice of God, for me, my understanding came when I finally connected like my head and my heart together. And when I realized that I had been hearing the voice of God, I just didn't realize what it was. Then it clicked for me. It's kind of like, you know, the voice that you have in your head when you're reading. Yeah. For me, the voice of God was like, you, sometimes you'll have a thought that you're like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Where, what was that? And sometimes it'll be really strong. And they're like, I need to get out of you right now. I've had a couple of those. And sometimes it'll be just me sitting quietly. 
and I'll hear something and it's like, maybe that was my own thought. And then I'll hear something else and it'll be like, that might be God. Let me test that. Cause sometimes I'll just open my Bible and be like, God, where do you want me to go? Yeah. And even God speaking can be through other people. And so God speaks through well, uh, literally. This is what happened when I wrote these. Yeah. 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 I was in a moment. I was quieted myself and I'm like, God, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want from me? Yeah. What, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And these came out. I mean, it was not like a three minute thing. Like you probably right. crank it out. <laughs> I have a story. Go ahead. Permission to speak. By all means. <laughs> you have all the permission. If you listen last month, I talked too much. So this month, I'm like, I got his quiet. You're fine. You're fine. He's like, never, no, don't worry about it. You'll never stop talking. <laughs> go on a roll, Chris. <laughs> so this morning, I was doing my walk. I go for a three-mile walk um, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so during my walk, I listen to the my Bible reading, and then I pray, mm-hmm. uh, just asking God for things and pray for our pastors and all this other stuff. And, uh, uh, but there's always this, you know, we, we come from a, a, at the, at the church that we used to go to is like, you know, this is what I did and here everything's different. And, mm-hmm. and while I was walking, God just kind of, I felt this like feeling or this thought pattern mm-hmm. of, listen, you, you are, you are a small church, you're a small fish in a big pond here. Mm-hmm. And, but you're doing actually more ministry than you've ever done in your life mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Where, where I used to be at, I was, I knew everybody. I, you know, my, mm. uh, we've been there for 30, 40 years and, you know, everything else like that. But here I'm like, uh, and I feel like, oh, they don't value me. It's like, no, you have more influence here. Yeah. You're just in a bigger pond. Yes. Yes. And, I, I know it probably makes no sense to anybody else, but it made all the sense in the world mm. to me mm-hmm. that I'm on the right path. Yes. I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes into this and he will make your path straight. Yeah. So second story, mm-hmm. when I was on the back of the fire truck, nice, I'd be going to a fire and you're, you're kind of, when you're going to a fire, mm-hmm. it's not like you're like, Oh, I was, you <laughs> I would clock in into work. Again. Yeah. I, okay. What you're, 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 it's an, it's just, it's a moment. Mm-hmm. You're pretty intense. Oh yeah. And I would recite this verse. Oh yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean that on all your understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your pay, path straight. And I would mm. be like, Lord, if I'm in a, cause in a fire, it's, you can't see anything. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. it's black. Mm-hmm. God, you're going to have to help me make left, right and right turns. Mm-hmm. And so I would say it, and I believe that, you know, this is what I believe mm. that you're going to make my path straight, even though I don't have a flipping clue yeah. where I'm going in life, yeah. including down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he does, and so all of a sudden you meet some young redhead, yeah, and you say, you "Let's do, let's do a podcast." <laughs> I mean, we've known each other for two years. Sure, she didn't wake up once and say, "Hey, buddy, let's do a podcast. hey, buddy." <laughs> Hey, pal. Hey, Red. <laughs> My name's Chris. You want to do a podcast? Okay. <laughs> like a kid's show or something. But I went to the high school group, volunteered there. Mm-hmm. We became friends. Yeah. Something was going on, and then I, I'm like, you need to ask Will. That's mm-hmm. what happens. That's when mm-hmm. he will make your path straight. Yes. Because this is probably the best part of my week. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that to my wife. My wife. <laughs> Joyce, don't listen. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's isn't that how making your mm-hmm. so if you're a young person, yeah, like yourself going into your careers, mm. you're just praying to God that He makes it. Yeah, it just feels like okay, here we go. It's like you're taking the your hands off the reins on a, a horse, and the horse is just going to lead you. You just got to hold on because sometimes it feels like you're going down a roller coaster, but it's really not. It's for me, especially recently, it's been a very gentle, slow, patient walk. And I'm glad it has, because if everything was thrust on me all at once, I don't think I'd be ready. It's, it's your whole life is preparation for what God wants you to do. Even if you're not a Christian, God is preparing you for what you're going to do. You might not believe that, but it is true that every single person God cares intimately about he he knows the amount of hairs on your head it says even down to simple little things and it it is it's a simple realization but it's a big one that god is working just as much in my life as he is in somebody who isn't a believer he's weaving their path but it's ultimately up to them to totally surrender and it really is it's it's simple there's a verse here submit to his way yeah there's a verse here in romans 10 where it says if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. How he did that. I don't know how he raised him from the dead. Yeah, we'll find out. Know, but, yeah, we'll find out. But he did it. You don't need to understand it factually. Yes. You just need to believe mm-hmm. it and say, okay, I'm in. Yes. I mean, I, I feel bad saying that as a mm-hmm. Christian. Right. But I, I'm just saying you just got to go, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to believe Believe that sure i don't understand it right i mean there are there's like scientists you'll never understand it exactly there are scientists that try to piece together parts of the bible i mean i remember i watched this like one of these corny christian movies in the theaters where there was this one guy that was trying to like he was a journalist and he was trying to pick apart the faith and he he ran into this scientist that was a christian and he started like explaining the crucifixion and how the water came out of Jesus' side with blood and how it was this disease and it was recorded in this way, blah, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you can go about factually explaining the faith. It's just, it will take you like 3,000 pages. Mm-hmm. But there becomes a step when you realize, okay, it isn't in my mind or in my control for this to make sense. I just, I see things like the, the girl being raised miraculously from the wheelchair. I see things that don't make sense to me but they stir my heart in a certain way that I've never experienced before. And I think that's a crucial part of our faith is it's leaning not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways submitting to him. Cause it's like if you're in a fire and everything's total pitch black, which is funny. Cause you think his fire is bright. You'd be able to see everything. Right. It's not like in the movies at no. all. No, but you're just, I mean, it's like walking through a fire. You're just like, I don't understand what this is. I don't understand all of it. I understand some of it. But where I'm at, I know that God is good and he's going to lead me. And it's really just that. And he'll take yeah. it from there. And so and so making sure, again, I want to repeat this. It's like, it's they say it's by faith. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I don't know if I can believe that you can get me sober. This is what people go. No, I've tried it every way. But if I, I heard a statistic years ago mm-hmm. that you have a 5% chance of getting set free from cocaine without a spiritual Whoa. experience. Holy and that's why some of the steps are having had a spiritual awakening. Mm. And so, yes. and so or admitted to myself to, and uh, ask God to set me, you know, mm-hmm. 
I got like eight steps in one sentence there, but, (laughs) but it's by faith. Mm -hmm. And, and so again, I don't know how, like I knew nothing other than drinking and partying and whoring around Mm -hmm. my entire young life. Yeah. How I went from here Mm -hmm. to there overnight, it doesn't make sense. Right. It just happened. It just is. I didn't know how I was going to make it through my kids' weddings. First mm. of all, I didn't have a girlfriend. So I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't even have to worry about that. Yeah. But it's, it's the whole part about in faith, doing it in faith. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, I mean, that's the power of testimonies. You'll run into a lot of Christians that are like, I don't know how it is that I got from here to here. I mean, even for my own life, I obviously don't have such an extreme testimony as yours, but with simple things like, how did I get so patient with myself? Because I used to hate myself and it's through the slow walk where you, it's like when you, it's like when you have like a pain in your back or something. And then three days later, you realize you haven't experienced the pain at all. You just kind of forget that the pain was even there when you finally realize, oh, I've been set free from that. Yeah. That's kind of how a lot of the changes in the faith are. Is It's very gradual. And then one day you realize, oh, I don't struggle with this anymore. That must have gone months ago. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And it's very gradual. And you'll hear stories like Chris's all the time. It's just like, it happened. Don't know how. I couldn't have done it on my own. Yeah. But I changed. And something clicked in my head with don't drink today. Yeah. And I've, I've done that for the last number of years and Mm -hmm. so it's like just don't do that today all right right. and and again it goes back to and he will make your path straight Mm -hmm. so it's it's a matter of stepping out in faith saying i want i don't want this life anymore right yeah simple as that so so wrap us up yeah well i mean it really is that's the first step this whole podcast this conversation is the first step and if if you are experiencing a stirring in your heart, it really is as simple. You want to change your life? You want to change your life. You declare with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and he'll do the same with you. And you will be saved. Maybe you want to do that for yourself or you know somebody that would benefit from this. Go ahead and share it with somebody. And we would be greatly share appreciative. Share with us. Yeah, just share, share some things with us. We have an email in the description uh, at the podcast website description. Spotify and Apple podcast. It's in the description in YouTube. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a question. We'd love to answer it. We'll we, maybe we'll meet, it you, we'll meet you at the front door at the church. If you want bang, bang there, we'll meet well, you there. Well, goes to second service. Do you get up early? Nah, I can get up early if I make myself, but I like second service. Yeah. Sleeping. It's nice. Yeah. So, so again, we want to say to you, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, but if you wanna if you wanna change your life, mm-hmm. just ask God. Say, okay, here here, because I think you know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm doing. It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you you know what's going on. Yes. <laughs> you, go, you know what this is. I okay. I, I'm gonna surrender to you, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna trust that you're gonna you're gonna make my path straight. Mm-hmm. And try it. Try it out. You can have if you if it doesn't work, you can have your misery back. Yeah, that's a heck of a good way to put it. (laughs) Well, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Bye.